Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five most hotly debated NFL draft prospects. I, uh, if you guys have not figured it out, I know everyone in this room knows. I'm a draft Nick. I love the draft. I'm fascinated by it. Um, I love, uh, I even love uh, sifting through the bullcrap of the draft, which is like, ah, this guy, he doesn't like lemonade. How can you have him on a team? Like those kind of things that popped out. Like his girlfriend has uh, an ankle tattoo. That means that he's into slutty chicks. And you're like, I yeah. don't really know that what that means. Like, it's just all the excuses. I love all that. I'm, I'm game for it all. Um, the oh, good he's bad, smoking the marijuana out of a gas mask. And what does that mean <laughs> yeah. as far as how he can block D linemen? Yeah. Damn good offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. He knows how to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he, it tells me he's got creative solutions to issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it tells me. Yep. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, these are guys I go, I've been through many draft nicks and it's, it's, it's interesting to see how people will criticize them or how hotly debated. Number five, if you are not a fan of Western Kentucky, you may not have heard of this guy, but he is a top 75 prospect across almost everybody's draft boards. And some people have him way higher than others. And some people have him way lower. And he is getting comps to Debo Samuel, Anquan Bolden, big guy, can do a lot of things, willing blocker, all the all those things you hear about, especially Debo and, and Anquan Bolden. But the knock on him has been, that he comes from the Western Kentucky offense, so he possibly he could not possibly learn how to run routes because in that offense, because it's in that Mike Leach, Bryles, 
you know, um, how mummy kind of thing, there's not a route tree. Well, he went to the senior bowl and perfected the route tree and has brought up the debate. And I saw this from Jim Nagy who runs the senior bowl. There's a difference between what guys can do and what they're asked to do. So Malachi Corley can do all these things, yet he's getting knocked by the fact that he played in this wide open offense that didn't ask him to, but shouldn't, isn't that on the coaches to figure those things out as opposed to just Mm -hmm. rumor mill them away? Yeah. I mean, if it's simply about route running, then I guess what you need to determine is how good of a learner he is. And Mm -hmm. I guess he showed that he's got some quick learning capabilities at the senior bowl. Now that's a valid concern. We saw Corey Coleman get drafted very highly in the first round years ago, coming from the Bryle system. And they did not learn the route trees, uh, the way that a lot of other programs teach them to their wide receivers. It just wasn't a necessity. And that dinged them a lot for all the great wide receivers. They had line them up. How many had great NFL careers? Terrence Williams had a good little run. Kendall Wright had a good little run. Josh Gordon, Kind of counts, but then again, he, he, he derailed, his, he, own he derailed his own career. He would have been a superstar. Um, but, you know, a lot of other guys that uh, I think as time went Katie on Cannon. started to get dinged because of, of that lack of, of being as polished as, as a lot of other guys were. And just, sorry, you're really fast, but now so are other guys, and they know how to run yeah. these various patterns. So I, I do think that's important, but if he can prove that he can learn it, then what's the holdup? And, uh, yeah. and I also wonder, some of those guys could have also – been more mature, sure, yes, and focused, and not so edgy. I think that they, was Col- they, they, they used Corey's the ed- problem. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, because there's no reason why Corey Coleman should not have been an incredibly, barring injury, eight to twelve year player in the NFL and successful. The yeah. Chip on the shoulder was a good thing at times, and then it ultimately became such a large chip that guys just toppled over from the weight underneath it. And I, I don't think that they managed it as well. It became almost like two us against the world all the time. You well, know? and the chip on your shoulder has to be like a temporary thing. You have to be able to like turn it on and off. And when you can't turn it off, then it's 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 because a lot of times it's manufactured. I'll never forget when Shock Linwood, who was going to enter the draft, who had a really nice career at Baylor, and he came to the workout, the pro day, and he was just, you could tell he was kind of, just out there, and he had something in his nose. I mean, again, people look at different earrings, whatever. And Corey Coleman walked up to him and goes, "Get that stuff out of your nose or wherever it was. Get rid of all that." And he was being like trying to be a leader at that moment. And that's not what Corey ended up getting himself into. Well, he, he became sullen and almost too good to be coached. Yeah. Well, and and look, he wound up again in a bad situation where. Um, he had bad leadership in the Browns or, yeah. or you know, one of the worst organizations. Number four, Braylon Trice from Washington. God, he had a game against Texas. Uh, and look, he had a, he had a great season. He's, he's a run stuffer at defensive end. He's a really good tackler. But when you get to what modern defenses want, um, you know, he's not so much of the um, classic get up the field pass rushing defensive end. But I just – he's one of those dudes that he's just got a motor and he he's really smart. So I would worry about the other stuff later. But you see, like, the knocks on him is like he's not a pure pass rusher. I'm like, yeah, but try to get past him. That's, that's the thing. Just try to get past him. Now, some of the things are valid and some are not. But try to get past Braylon Trice and tell me how that goes for you. Yeah, he made – 
not life completely miserable, but he made it tough on yours until Texas made that late run when Washington almost threw up on themselves. He was fantastic well, in that game I, in the show. I'll tell you, Christian Jones, the right tackle from Texas, uh, or left tackle, where Christian Jones, the tackle from Texas, is in the draft, and he's a top 200 prospect. Uh, he's probably gotten knocked down like five draft picks just because of that game because Braylon Trice just wore him out. Yeah. And, you know, like – just I'm not dominant. sure who he was going against most of the time, but it seemed like he was coming off the what yeah. would be the right edge on defense. Well, Christian Jones was a left tackle. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Braylon Trice was great in the playoff. I haven't seen much of the draft debate on him, mm-hmm. so that's that's just news to me. But, yeah, I'll forever, as an Oklahoma fan, somewhat fondly hold the, the memories of his uh, performance in that game <laughs> close to my heart because uh, it obviously disrupted a rival's ascent to the ultimate uh, – Spot at number one in the college football uh, rankings at the very end there, but uh, no, he he had a great game and and certainly he left a strong impression. Although one they'd rather he had not left uh, for Texas fans for sure. Number three, this one, and then we start to get into valid concerns here. Number three, Amarius Mims, the tackle from Georgia, as athletic as you can get at the size that he is. I mean, look how does he look like a dude? Like if you just shrunk him down, he the picture would picture on the right. The one in the helmet, not because of his hairstyle, but the one on the right, that looks like he could be an offensive lineman, he could be a defensive lineman, or he could be a linebacker. He yeah. looks that good, he that is, body. He's, yes, he's very athletic. Um, and But the knock on him is that he's only started eight games because if you remember, Amarius Mims did not start for Georgia's national championship game. Uh, team a year ago and then this and then was in the transfer portal uh, went to Florida State was apparently about to sign there uh, so close even that they are in trouble for what they did on his visit and then went back to Georgia which makes it even stupider to get in trouble for a guy you didn't even sign so but he was hurt this year and only started eight games so he only has eight collegiate starts but the arrow is pointed up this one I do think is a valid concern because, as you'll see with the next guy on this list, I value personally a guy who's got uh, a lot of a lot of notches on the wall in games that he's played. So the knock here is he hasn't played enough. Yeah, he's, he's got eight starts. Okay, well I I think for what we've seen, that's yeah. <laughs> fine by me. Um, less wear and tear on his body, but yeah, I mean I can I can see where that's a. I mean, they're trying to find anything yeah. to to pick apart with these guys. I mean, any and everything. So yeah, I mean, if that's if that's the top of the list, then I think you're still feeling pretty that, good. But some yeah. of that's floated out there too. Oh well, sure. Uh, yeah. and, and remember, Parcells had some sort of calculation on quarterback starts mm-hmm. that he would never draft the quarterback if he did not play in a certain amount of games or snaps or whatever it was in his career. Well, I mean, there's things like route running that you you can see on film, but then there's other things like, well, he's kind of an experience that well the film still looks pretty damn good so yeah you just what there's there's definitely mixed messaging going on and some intentional knocks on guys during this part of the year for sure And look part of the reason that he only has eight starts is that the guys who are starting in front of them are starting in the nfl right now yeah so like georgia was so loaded that they can have a guy like amarius mims and not start him until his first draft eligible year so that that that's also the explanation on that. Number two, and this one will be more hotly debated. Michael Penix. Look, the only knock on Michael Penix, and it's a big one, is that he had four season-ending injuries uh, before finishing out his his career as he did. Uh, and and he almost had a season-ending injury from just beat up against Michigan in yeah, his last that, game. That yeah. was, but Michael Penix, 
uh, is probably the best pure passer of all the quarterbacks in the draft. He's the most accurate. He's all like the you if you watch those games that Michael Penix played. I mean, he's got the NFL arm. He's got the NFL throws. They they were running those kind of offenses and route trees, and you know he he did not. Um, solely just benefit from having you know three or four nfl quality wide receivers at his disposal he made them better they made him better it was a symbiotic relationship uh if not for the injuries you're talking about michael Penix, in my opinion up there with williams may and daniels but because of the injuries and this one is valid you have to wonder like are we going to make this guy our franchise quarterback or is he too beat up over the time what do you watch what would mean more to you watching him play against texas or what he did uh, and was uh, of course changed how he was uh, pressured against michigan that's not a question to have to answer because you're looking at both. I mean, yeah. I know it's for uh, for our for our circumstances, that's a question that if we, it wasn't five fifty nine, we we could sit there and debate. But you're, I mean, it's valid. But I think for a scout, like it doesn't matter. You're you're looking at you're them looking both. At the all I'm looking game. at two yeah. Oregon games too that he exactly kicked their ass. Right. Yeah. You know? so, so like you're looking at more than just a performance here and there. And so I'm just really intrigued by the different conversations around him uh, because I, I saw an interview. Uh, not that long ago, uh, where he was being knocked because so many of his, even though he can throw a hell of a deep ball, but like so many of his passes were within, you know, uh, with around the line of scrimmage, you know, and and so that was a knock of how much was like run after the catch, how much was the receivers, those types of things. But uh, yeah, he's he's definitely one of the more hotly debated guys that I've seen so far in the draft process, and. He's so intriguing that you know somebody's going to take a bite, but it's just like how early does does somebody get tempted to do that? And then, of course, how does it translate over? But, yeah, he's polarizing, and and I'm really uh, looking forward to hearing more about kind of how he's viewed here over the next couple of months. And number one, J.J. McCarthy. This guy's going in the top 15. Like, he's going in the top 15. I would not have told you that, but if you read at, like, there is not JJ McCarthy. There's not one NFL draft expert that will not tell you they're in love with this guy. And mm. this goes back to my Malachi Corley thing. What he can do with what he was asked to do, and I guess the reasoning would be on JJ McCarthy. And I don't necessarily agree with this, but Michigan was so good and so powerful dominating running the ball that they really I'll use a golf analogy for you. Smokey, if you drive the green almost every time, do you need to take the, the pitching wedge out of the bag? Yeah, or, That's or, probably, or your irons, yeah. Yeah, do you need to do that? Like, you can play the whole thing with a driver and a putter, and that's maybe as good as they were at those two things, Michigan, and maybe that's why, and they feel he hasn't hit his full ceiling. He's only 20 years old. He's super athletic. He's got a big arm. Uh, you know, he, he's a winner. Doesn't when it, turn it over a doesn't ton. Doesn't turn the ball over a ton. So all those intangibles that you like, he has. But you've never seen Michigan have to rely on him to win a game. So that's what they don't know. And that's why it's so – like you, as soon as I said J.J. McCarthy in the top 15, what was your reaction, Smokey? Well, the reason and it valid. was – Yeah. Valid. Yeah, no, because I remember when we had John Cooper on Friday, I looked at their mock in their top 32, and he's nowhere to be seen. Well, 
Also, John Cooper and our lads does it 45th a lot. 45th to New Orleans. Yeah, okay. a lot different than everybody else. No, and look, does. there could be, but I think right now, they don't assign the, players to teams. They rate the players. Yes. Well, this is a process, and guys are going to gain some steam and rise up, yeah. and that's what J.J. McCarthy is experiencing yeah. right now is, is people are starting to watch his tape, starting to evaluate him, and starting to like what they see. I mean, he's very polished, and yet there's still a lot under the surface that we don't know how much better he can be, as Paul pointed out. I mean, his legs became a killer in that playoff. I mean, mm-hmm. when they really wanted to just break the back and, and end that thing, uh, J.J. McCarthy's would have had a couple of first down runs that were just yeah. um, in, immense at that time. Uh, so, yeah, a great leader. He's one of the – I'll say this it's totally off topic, but he's one of the first guys I've seen where I just go, damn, I'm getting old. Because he's such a baby face that it's the first time I've started to see younger people and go like, wow, they look way younger than I do at this point. Um, but uh, that's just me dealing with, with getting older. Uh, but for some reason, he's the one that I'm just like, wow, I'm getting old. He's, he's such a, a young pup. But, uh, yeah, great player, and I've been – I guess uh, surprised somewhat to see how fast he's rising. Um, but you know, when you see pointed out the things that are pointed out, like the upside, like the fact that we only had to see so much of him because of what he was surrounded with the fact he played under Harbaugh. I mean, he's about probably as well equipped for the pro yeah. transition as anybody. Um, I haven't heard too much of negatives about him other than just parts of his game. Maybe that people aren't quite so sure about well, they, because they, we haven't seen he it. He made plays when he had yeah. to make but, plays, even though you wonder about his arm strength, he still made the so, throws when he had to under uh, pressure. I, he's got, a, up. he's got a pretty good arm. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is like Caleb Williams. You've seen him throw for 400 yards and, and do all the things he's done. Drake may same thing. Jaden Daniels. You've seen the same thing. You, you get to Michael Penix. You've seen that. Bo Nix, for God's sakes, you've seen that. With J.J. McCarthy, name a, a start that he had where he threw for 410 yards and six touchdowns. So he doesn't have those numbers behind him. But again, if they don't like, if you don't need to drop the nuclear bomb, you don't. Right. And you know <laughs> yeah. what he's got? He's got that ring, baby. Yeah. Those other guys you mentioned don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, he played a role in that. But, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, I think he's going to be – one of the guys who is the most interesting to follow. Uh, Penix, I, I kind of said that about as well, but the quarterbacks are, are usually amongst the most interesting topics for, for obvious reasons, and so those two are uh, definitely kind of the darlings of NFL draft debate, it seems like right now, for good, for bad, or just uh, in the middle. But, yeah, he's, he's definitely seen his stock skyrocket a lot since the mock drafts that I was looking back in, like, the summertime before the season started. Yeah, he, he won. All right, Paul, thank you very much. Very interesting. Pretty much uh, other than Mims and uh, the young man from Western Kentucky, I saw the other ones a lot more for the obvious reasons. They played more games than everybody else in the championship, too. Garrett Ross, thank you, Emery Winter. Although kind of sarcastic to me earlier today. Well, because you were disrespecting swimming and diving. Swimming and diving. I was not. I just, man, the broad shoulders of uh, swimming and diving. And then also thanks to our incredible sponsors, our partners, Brian. Thanks to Ashley, Colt, and uh, thanks to you, those involved in the chat room, the text line. Back at it again tomorrow, triple option at one. We're on back at three. And tonight on 365 Sports and the local CW at 1030 for Paul and Craig. I'm David Smoke. Thank you for watching or listening and have a great night. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. Wait.